Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From NOLA Pizza in the NOLA Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Rusciutti, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rusciutti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. We frequently hear about a growing economic polarization in the United States, although it's hard to know exactly how wealth is distributed because it's not always easy to measure accurately. The commonly held belief is that currently 1% of the wealthiest people in the country have 40% of the country's wealth. In an ideal world, we'd all be as rich as Jeff Bezos, but we know that's just a fantasy, and unless there's some sort of revolution, we're always going to have wealthy and less wealthy members of our society. Which brings me to this question. Have you ever been to Tipitina's, the Maple Leaf, Jazz Fest, or Mardi Gras? I'm sure you've noticed that at all these places, it's hard to tell who's wealthy and who's not. Although there are vast differences between socioeconomic groups in New Orleans, we have these unique regular meeting grounds where our differences are left behind. There's a kind of unwritten law of human respect in New Orleans. We understand that wealth and privilege are not always earned and are not always distributed fairly. And we understand that some of the poorest among us enrich us with the greatest art. It's in this uniquely New Orleans spirit that we want to introduce you to my lunch guest today. Chuck Morse is the executive director of Thrive New Orleans. Thrive is a nonprofit organization that focuses on four programs. Thrive Housing and Development provides affordable housing. Launch NOLA provides small business training. Thrive Works is a job training program that incorporates the Restoration Thrift Shop on St. Claude Avenue. And Thrive Ninth Ward, known as T9, is a community center. Chuck Morse, welcome to Out to Lunch. Peter, thank you so much for having me. I'm privileged to be on your show. Johnny Liss is co-founder of Jam Nola. Jam Nola is a 5,400 square feet, 12-room, self-described cultural funhouse in the Marigny. It's somewhere between an immersive art experience and overwhelming explosive dose of visual New Orleans and Instagram heaven with an accompanying soundtrack uh, compiled by George Porter and Tank from Tank and the Bangas. Johnny Liss, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you very much, Peter. I'm uh, really excited to be here. I'm actually really excited to talk to Chuck also. Oh, yeah. There's, uh... Chuck, it's astounding how many different areas Thrive New Orleans is working in. Uh, there are four main divisions I mentioned in the introduction. And then on top of that, you offer such diverse opportunities as classes to get a commercial truck driver's license and launch NOLA Green, a hands-on course for landscaping professionals and contractors to learn stormwater management skills. You're basically the CEO of an extraordinarily diversified company with teams of employees working for you in each of these different divisions. How much of your expansive operation is self-funded from the thrift store and how much is dependent on uh, grants and donations? Uh, Peter, most of our organization funding is um, dependent on grants and donations and foundations. Um, a, a minuscule amount is done um, received through the thrift store. Actually, the thrift store is really not a, a revenue generator for us. The thrift store is an opportunity to bless people in the Bywater community and help train people 
as relates to customer service, skill training, and warehouse training. Now, you're originally not from New Orleans. You're from the Virginia, D.C. area, right? Yeah, and don't hold that against me, Peter. No. I am from uh, the, the D.C., Virginia area, DMV, as they call it. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I moved here in 2004, and that's pre-Katrina. Uh, and my wife is from here. I was going to say yeah, that's my, the my, answer to so uh, many of so us. So many questions. <laughs> she had to, she, no, we came here because we wanted to uh, be part of uh, New Orleans. Uh, she's from here. We raised our kids here in New Orleans, um, and we also wanted to go where the need was. And we saw there's a lot of need here. Nobody's going to argue with you on and that. And as you see, the, the things that we're doing at Thrive, we're addressing a lot of needs in our city. We believe, Peter, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that is like what it. we like to think that we're built differently. And what does that really mean? That means that we are willing to go the extra mile to help people uh, go from surviving to thriving. We think this city is a rich cultural mecca. Um, there's so much opportunity here, and we want to make sure that uh, a rising tide does raise all ships. And we're going we're gonna to see to that. As, and, uh, and that's what we're trying to accomplish here. Johnny, asking an artist why they paint or sculpt or make music uh, can be like asking a bee why it makes honey. But in your case, putting together Jam Nola wasn't just getting a blank canvas and splashing some paint on it. You had to commission all the art inside of it, and then in a city where people are not exactly starved for entertainment, you had to convince people to pay to walk through what is a kind of exaggerated, concentrated, magnified experience of walking through parts of the city. I could see how skeptical business people would say, this is never gonna work. But apparently, since you opened in August of 2020, at the tail end of one of the worst years for almost everything, especially live gatherings, it is working. What is it about Jam Nola that you were envisioning that brings people in? Or since you opened, have you discovered there are reasons you weren't anticipating that make people want the Jam Nola experience? You know, when things in, in this town, like uh, things just come together and connections are everything and they're such authentic connections, right? Not anything planned, but organic. So, um, you know, us, us being in NOCA was one of the amazing connections that happened because I'm what better than to, to decide to create a artistic, music-oriented um, funhouse, um, cultural funhouse in, 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 you know, the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts. So that was one of the magic connections that happened. Um, listen, we, we, we opened during a pandemic. I mean, we, we, we had a, a mission of bringing joy to people through large doses of music and art. And I would say why um, it, it, it all just came together was um, f first, um, it was authentic. Uh, we, we wanted to do everything um, with local artists. We wanted to support the economic community in New Orleans when it was it had gone to zero. I mean, everything had stopped, you know, in the beginning of COVID-19, so we wanted what to... What an odd time to, it wasn't your fault, but to start to start this year. Well, we didn't start it, we didn't start it there, we, it, oh, right. it ended up there. That's I mean, right, <laughs> about a year and a half later, yeah, and, then, a, and then I, since then you've yeah. had Hurricane Ida, and I believe yeah. locusts Just and throw it all at us, right? Sky. Yeah. Chuck, I decided uh, to bring in some Old Testament things yeah, to yeah, make yeah, you yeah, comfortable. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The frogs, all that. Yeah. How about the New um, Testament? No, but, um, you know, you know it, by the way, they say everything happens for a reason. I, I, we could not have done it at a better time. This city, you know, you were just talking about surviving and thriving. The city needed to survive. I mean, there, we were in a pandemic, and we, you know, we wanted to create something to give people an hour of joy in, in the middle of, um, you know, this tragedy that was going on, not just in New Orleans, but to the world. And... Um, it wouldn't have been successful if it wasn't for 
the acceptance and the embracing of New Orleanians to what we were doing because we had no tourism in the city. I mean, there were zero people coming here. So we, we thrived actually for our oh, first year. Good way with of putting one, that I, I would name say in. That's with 90% um, of our, our, our guests being um, locals. And, wow. and, in this, is... and in this city, to be accepted and embraced with something authentic by, by the community is you're, there's the only one thing that can happen is success. So. I did some research, and I would yeah. have thought that would be flipped. Yeah. 90-10 towards yeah. the... 90% locals, 10% yeah. tourism. Yeah, absolutely. I would have thought the We're other way around. We're waiting for tourism to come back. <laughs> so okay. I think it's finally happening. We all are. Right? <laughs> Chuck, my little joke was actually relevant <laughs> because you went to seminary. I did. Yeah, I went to seminary. I actually teach at seminary now. Uh, so that is also part of the driving force of what I do. Uh, uh, I believe uh, uh, in, um, uh, in the fact that um, we are our brothers and sisters keepers. And part of what we do is based on that premise, that we are here to support one another. Um, and that uh, we need to look at, Peter, I think that we sometimes miss the universality of all of us. And I think sometimes that's how we get separated. So we wanted to make sure that at what we do at Throb is a uniter. We bring people together. And that's how we have we have been successful, not only because we are we have programs that help serve people uh, through our workforce, small business, uh, thrift store, affordable housing, but it's also about bringing external people and corporate partners, governmental partners, external partners to help us make this happen. So we know we don't do it alone, and we also make sure that we focus on how do we unite uh, resources. Uh, but not only resources financially, how about our, our service and our time to making sure that we can, we can touch the most vulnerable people in our community to make sure. And people, people don't understand sometimes, Peter, they think, well, you know what, I got mine, you get yours. But if they realize that if, if we all could, could, could grow and get more, it really helps all of us. Right, that's the big and argument, that right? that is the, the piece. People, people need to learn that and understand that. If you, you can't be all that you, and, and Dr. King once said this, you can't be all, I can't be all that I can be until you are all that you can be. Well, I, I teach fan, finance at Tulane, and I always try to explain to people that you could get a smaller slice of a bigger pizza yeah. and you would have more yeah. more pizza. Now I'm getting hungry just thinking about that, <laughs> that <laughs> conversation. Why'd you bring up pizza? pizza. <laughs> That's all right. Johnny, when a visitor comes to, to your your uh, your place over there, your fun fun house, yeah. um, what um, what do you think happens next? Are they more likely to to go to those areas? So we, we so we like to tell people that um, we're going to take them on a slightly twisted, topsy turvy stroll through some of the city's cultural gems. And if you can't find them here, then we want them to go find it for themselves. So we we designed Jam Nola to be either the first stop or the last, hopefully the first stop if you're coming to New Orleans, because um, we've got little pieces of the city uh, in, inside that people get a little tidbit, a little uh, experience with. And um, I would say they leave, uh, well, we also give them some cultural information also. So I would say they leave with a definite interest to go and f seek out things that they might have just gotten a little teaser of. And the name so. Jam Nola, I think I got the Nola part, but Jam yeah. is a... It's a joy art music. Ah, see, so, I thought you were some distant branch of the Smuckers Corporation. No, 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 no uh, we weren't. We've been looking for a jam to have in the gift shop, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We're. Uh, it's all about joy, art, music. The, our mission is to bring joy through large doses of art and music, and then, uh, and then to give back in the same way, and sort of align with uh, different organizations that sort of connect and 
fit with us. By the way, I'm sitting here listening about Thrive. I didn't, we're in the Ninth Ward, and uh, oh sure. And uh, my daughter was I, in, my daughter was in Oka too, by the way. I'd, really, artist, I'd love yeah. to I'd love to bring some of your folks down there yeah, and just sure. um, show oh. show show you what we got. These sure, the, love maybe to. we could work together. These are the combinations we uh-huh. always want. Like yeah. in, in my <laughs> yeah. in my mind, you know, everybody would do business with each other <laughs> and would want one out to lunch. Uh, mm-hmm. Ecosystem or something, sure. th- something like that. And we're all we're all about the neighborhoods, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Chuck, you and I actually know each other because I was uh, the MC for an event being done by the Urban Conservancy, yes. which was giving you a huge award yes. at that point. Of course, Dana Ennis and those folks are have been on the show. Wonderful people, yes. friends of the friends of the show. Um, and I guess what the tie-in is there. I mean, you've got so many things you're doing, but that must have been the water management yes. part of. You train people. I guess they were currently landscapers, but you show them the water management side. Yes, yes. We um, we have two two sectors. One, first and foremost, I want to say that we are very proud to to be the city's national disaster resilience operator. So we are the chosen by the city to train the future um, uh, workforce in green infrastructure and stormwater management. So we're very proud of that designation. Um, but yes, what we do is that we are we we, we look for folks who are who are interested in the water space, in the green infrastructure space. Uh, Peter, you know what kind of flooding issues we have in our city. And finally, I think now we are starting to address that and see the importance of mitigating flooding in our city. And so we are training individuals uh, on how to, they may already know how to maintain yards and stuff like that, but now we're training them on how to install biosols, rain gardens, uh, pervious pave, pavement, that sort of thing, to make sure that the water can, can, can come and not go into the streets and cause, cause more flooding. But the point I want to make to you, we also do that from a business perspective too. And as we look at the survival and resilience uh, of our city, we must address these issues now. So Thrive is looking at what is the future economy? Where are the future dollars from small, for small businesses? Where are the future work um, jobs? And it is in, I, I think, resiliency. It's in environmental concerns. It's in the challenges that we face every day in our city. And we wanted to be ahead of the curve. We wanted to train people for these future opportunities. And not only p- the, the, the city, the people that usually get the opportunities, we want to go into neighborhoods where black and brown people also can not only be educated, uh, get these jobs and these contracts, but they can be ambassadors in their communities to help educate people on how to be better stewards. And I have to use my theological hat real yes, quick. Yes, uh, what God has given us, preacher be, voice. Yeah, that was the sure. Other thing. And yes. for God to give us for our stewardship, we have been created to be stewards of this great creation, and it's time for us to be stewards and leaders in that space. And that is where our future. That's where we see the future going. Um, for for our city, and you're right about water management because we're a bowl. Yes, that was we are the, a bowl. <laughs> that's always yes, our sure yes, If we had just picked a different piece of ceramic, we yeah. would have been <laughs> we would have been uh, uh, would have yeah. been fine. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Chuck Morse from Thrive New Orleans and Johnny Liss from Jam Nola. You know, Johnny, you're also doing something um, that I'm just very excited about. Is people. Uh, hiring uh, other locals, that's kind of what makes things go. Like, for instance, I know this isn't huge, but your wristbands to get to get in is now being done. You have national company, and now uh, Conway Solomon, who we've had yeah. on the show, is doing that. Um, do you purposely try to keep it in town if you can? Um, whenever we can, we like to keep it in town. We actually um, had approached wristbands. By the way, we were just announcing it for the first time. We were just, um, oh, really? no one knows this about that. Yeah, yeah, we're actually launching with wristbands and 
hopefully next week. We um, break so many stories here. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no. We, we so in everything we do, we try and be as local as possible and give back to the community. Um, we needed though a, a ticketing system that worked with the experiential museum that we have, and um, so we we actually approached wristbands a year ago when we first opened, and they just couldn't handle what we were doing. And this time, we went back to them again and said, "Can we do? It? We just we would love to give you our business to you know a local New Orleans." Um, company so uh johnny i wouldn't yeah. be doing listeners any favor yeah. if i didn't ask you you walk in the door what do people see so you walk through a mardi gras archway um the first thing you see is a uh a piece of artwork of james booker made of go cups where uh, basically <laughs> i have never seen that. so uh a, and then uh you go inside he and, was a wild guy but i don't know if he ever um, envisioned himself this way i don't know if you ever expected it but it's a beautiful piece of artwork um by uh bo, bo uh, hoffaker and then uh you go inside we've got uh, an exhibit called who dot that's a living mosaic of photos to people uh instagram and they form famous new orleans musicians um photographed by erica goldring and then you turn to the left and you see a giant piece by carl joe um Williams of uh, um, of uh, George Porter, who's our curator of music that you were talking about, George Porter. So you just Jr. keep going. I mean, fifty four hundred square feet is a lot of it, lot of. Acreage. Yeah, it's like it's like an art maze basically, where you you go through different rooms, and each one you know gets, you get a little culture and you get a little uh, fun. And uh, is it once and it's COVID ever, ever evolving, always yeah. changing? And once COVID is past yeah. us, um, do you, you view it more as individuals coming in or groups or? We do, um, oh my God, we have children of all ages is the best way I could describe it. We have, um, we've had school groups coming in. We just had a sorority from Tulane. We've got, uh, we've got bachelorette parties. We've got families. Oh, you are um, a brave soul. It's anybody that's looking for joy. We, we you know, we, 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 we all <laughs> are welcome. Looking for joy. All are yeah. welcome. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I would say I see, it, well, I, I mean, tourism. I mean, we, we have, you know, we're booking buses coming in and everything sure. but it's it, again it's 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 uh anybody who wants to um you know put a smile on their face because of the city well now <laughs> chuck i know you're doing a lot of different things one thing that jumped out at me was helping people get their commercial driver's license and yes. the reason is i read about this all the time we're like fifty thousand drivers short yes. in the united states and then frankly it's People don't want to talk about it, but it's one of the big issues in the supply chain yes. problems. Uh, yeah. Did you just see that need and think that you could you could make a difference there? Very much so. We saw the need before COVID that we could make a difference there. We saw that, and we we also look at we look at barriers to entry, and we look at where can the average person, the common person, get in? What's their on ramp? And we saw that CDL licensing was on ramp. Um, and there was opportunity for not only get a job, but make a sustainable wage exactly and be right. able to raise their families. We had when I, we did our first information session on our CDL license process, we had over 300. In, we had a packed house of folks interested, and we could only take 30 uh, for wow. the first cohort. I mean, that's the interest that people have in this in that space. People want to work. They want an opportunity. They want to feed their families. And we are we. we and this is a great opportunity. We're now looking at opportunities with other major major transportation companies to be partners with uh, with us in this effort uh, to make sure that we can 
uh, make sure they can get those jobs. And then some of them are school bus drivers, some of them are tractor trailer drivers, um, some of them are, you know, they're out there doing the work and they're making a sustainable wage. And we're very proud of them. And we're very proud of our partnership with also with, with Given Hope um, because they are a partner of ours, Troy Duhon, and what they're doing over there with feeding and, 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 and their food pantry. But they're also partners of ours uh, with the CDL training too. And, so. and Chuck, I guess, you know, my first blush when I started to research this is you might be doing too many different things. But what I like about it is it seems like you're still looking for just like the CDL license, you know, uh-huh. that where is there an area that we could make a difference? Yes. Right. And, so, and there's synergistic things going yeah. on in what we do. There's a method to our, I wouldn't say madness, <laughs> but there's a method to what we do. Um, and we, we and we have some really great employees that can help us along the journey. But what every, everything that we're doing is try to uplift the community, whether it's affordable housing, there's a need for that, workforce training, uh, small business development. Um, and we're about to launch another pillar um, that's going to be so exciting in December. I can't tell you what it is oh, right now. I uh, want to tease I, it for I, you. I beat the wristband but, out but of yeah, yeah, yeah. you. But yeah, hey, but this is really something very special that's going to be a year-round blessing um, for our city. Uh, we were able to help during uh, recovery with uh, after Ida in a big way. And this is going to be a blessing to help uh, the city uh, every day. Because, you know, people think, well, we have a hurricane and there's need. There's need in our city every day. 365 And days so that's year, what absolutely. we're going to be doing sooner than later. And we're positioned already to launch uh, this, new, this new initiative um, that's going to be part of that. And, Johnny, you haven't done this by yourself. Uh, you've had your partner, Chad, working with you, which is, uh, which is great. And when I picture, and I haven't been there yet, but... I'm going. I'm really going. You better, that, Peter. I'm, I, then, I will. I'm not. Uh, I keep thinking of your your facility. But is it Instagram ready? I, yeah, it's it's so funny. I I, I mean, it, it's absolutely Instagram ready. It's, it's it was designed around social media. Um, but uh, you know, that we the cultural element's really important to it too. So it's a balance. So you can absolutely get your photo that you can post on there. But we want you to always learn something, also. I would yeah. want to be next to Booker's iPad. Yeah, I think that would be the uh, <laughs> great thing. You know, <laughs> to get to tourists, though, I know you're saying it's mainly locals at this point, but to get to tourists, how would you do it? I know you mentioned social media, but how do you get those people that just arrived at the hotel? This happens all the time, and they've got an extra day, or they don't know what they're going to do. How do you do it? Is it a concierge? So, uh, well, you would have thought it was a concierge before COVID-19. There aren't, there aren't a lot of concierges right now operating in the city. So we did most of our advertising through, um, through digital. So you'll see sponsored ads on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we send street teams. It was, we have these amazing storytellers at Jamnola. It's not just my partner, Chad, who's amazing. We have um, a whole family at Jamnola, and we have these uh, storytellers who are young local New Orleanians who have who are just passionate about the history of the city. And they're the ones who actually, in the rooms, tell you the story of the room and the cultural connection. And we um, send them out into the streets on, on certain days um, to uh, actually talk to people and, um, try, and try and bring them back in. So Busters. we do a little sort of old school, you know, yeah. relationships, conversations. And then um, we, we also use, you know, technology. We're, we're a little bit of a, a mix between both. And, Johnny, if I could have you help yeah. me, I was the the Secretary of Tourism for Louisiana. Oh, were you really? Yeah, so if, oh, I, can, awesome. if I can help you with some of that. Oh, I would love to. I'd love to. Oh, I'd, sure. By the way, I'd love, I'd, lo- I'd love to invite, you know, we, 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 have a, we have a mission of also, you know, you, you started out talking about wealth and, you know, at a, and, you know, wealthy, not wealthy, and that, you know, when you go to uh, 
something like us. You don't know who's who or, or you know, yes. whatever it is. Um, we, we love to, we have a mission of giving back. So, you know, you're, you're talking about low-cost housing and everything. I would love to, inv- if you want to bring in um, and do a certain day or, you know, just bring people down, um, you know, for free. We just love giving back in any way we can. You may have heard of the term bread and circuses. It was originally coined as a derogatory description of society meant to suggest that most people are so focused on their own mundane lives, all they care about is survival or distraction. In New Orleans, we've elevated the bread and circus mentality to a coveted way of life. We refer to it here as keeping our priorities in perspective. Chuck and Johnny, you represent the two sides of the New Orleans coin, the bread and circus. We all need balance. We need to eat and keep a roof over our heads, and we need to go out and have fun. (laughs) Thank you for providing the opportunity for both of these poles of our New Orleans experience, and thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you very much, Pete. Well, thank you, Peter. And I'm assuming I'm the circus. and I'm the the bread. How did you figure it out? (laughs) Bread of life. That's so great. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Chuck Morse, Executive Director of Thrive New Orleans, and Johnny Liss, co-founder of Jam NOLA. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation, find out more about Thrive New Orleans and Jam NOLA by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can, you can. You find, don't. Well, it's no. It's that's up to them. Uh, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill Lafleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO. 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Maggie Mendel. Today's show was engineered by Blake Longlinay. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York-style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Out to Lunch is brought to you by Basics Swimming Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. And by the It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. <laughs>